everyone. It is lovely to see you today. It's Sunday the 12th of September. Yes, we are that far into the year and thank you for joining us. So the guys who are joining me here in the church, it's lovely to see you. Thank you for being here and obviously for the guys on Zoom, for the guys on Facebook and on YouTube. And if you're catching up during the week, whether you're on podcast, YouTube, Facebook, it is always really, really good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, and what are you thankful for today? So today I got up very early and I was with a group of volunteers that volunteer to do rugby with young children. I'm thankful for volunteers, whether that's with the scouts, whether that's with the guides. In our community, it's so nice to see things getting back to normal and our volunteers that go above and beyond in our local community, making sure everything is okay. So what are you thankful for? Stephen, what are you yeah, thankful for? Yeah, I just want to say a few things. Uh, how many of you watched the tennis last night? And here, yeah, how many? Yeah, obviously Britain is, we have a new shining star, Emma Radkanu, I think. Please forgive me if I've got your name wrong. Um, obviously, she's born in Canada to parents from, was it Romania and somewhere else? But yeah, but we've claimed her. She is British. She is a world <laughs> champion. Therefore, she is well and truly British. And we're so thankful that she's brought an incredible ray of joy to everyone. Just a, a couple of things I'm also thankful for. I also got my flu jab on Friday. I know some of you who are catching up on this is because you're getting your flu jab this morning. But for some reason, I needed a flu jab. Um, yeah, I'm, this first time I've ever had one, I got sent a letter from the doctor. So I've just been told on um, really, really good positive news this morning that the reason I'm getting it is because I'm vulnerable. And the reason I'm vulnerable is because I'm married to Shan. Thank you, Tony, for sharing that useless information with us. But uh, yeah, thank you. Actually, one hugely important thing I want to say. Monday evening, I had the joy of joining the town council at a meeting uh, in the town hall here in Krukern, where they awarded Be a Good Neighbour, the Mayor's Award for its services to Krukern over the past 12 months. It says, this citation records uh, the award of the title, the Mayor's Award to Be a Good Neighbour, in recognition of services it has provided to the residents of Krukern during the pandemic. So put your hands together and give a huge thank you to all the, the Be a Good Neighbour guys. And uh, to all the Be A Good Neighbour volunteers, this is for you. You've done a, such a fantastic job. There are one or two changes we're going to bring through with Be A Good Neighbour, which will be happening, um, but we will bring you up to date with those. But at the moment, back to the question, what are you thankful for this week? In the meantime, we're going to have our first worship song, which is the great hymn, How Great Thou Art. Thy 
Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Amen. Thank you, guys. What a beautiful song. Sham is just commenting to me. And I'm sure it's something you will all agree. There's an incredible truth found in the great old hymns, isn't there? Something that you can really get a hold of. Some of the things that have come through that you're thankful for this week, and that regardless of whatever is happening in life, God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can that get an amen? Amen. Amen, for sure. And we're thankful that God walks with us through every circumstance of our life. And someone has also said, I want to be thankful for the hugs that come from my children, from friends, and from church, and from family. And, uh, you know, that's, yes, it's, people are still a little bit tentative as to you almost go up to someone that's like, are you giving hugs at the moment? Or are you still elbowing? Or are you still avoiding? Hey, but if you do get a hug and you're welcoming a hug, really, really enjoy that moment. So, Father, I thank you for all these things that have happened in our lives. We're thankful for everything you're doing in the lives of everyone in this church and everyone that is watching. For everyone in our community, we pray your blessing and your hand is upon them. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Great, yeah. Now is for our upside down kingdom. Now every week, I never know what my husband's going to do on this sort of sermon bit. So this week, again, is a little bit more unusual. So over to the upside down kingdom. Yeah, welcome. We're actually doing the, the sermon live this week. I can't actually remember the last time I'd done a live sermon, so I'll try not, not to make it as uh, too long. But anyway, there's something that I've been hearing a lot recently, and it's something that you, you guys would probably be familiar with as well. A lot of people will ask me, Do you know, what's the most important thing at this time? And whether I'm talking to people in the town who have businesses, whether I'm talking to people about relationships, whether I'm talking to people about church, there's all kinds of things. That, so this statement encompasses all kinds of life issues. And it is, what is the most important thing? What is the most important thing? I did watch, um, it, was some, uh, it was a football match and obviously there was some racial stuff and all the commentators at the end were saying, well, the most important thing that can happen is education. But it got me thinking, what is the most important thing for you? So what I did, I did the, the ultimate sin and I Googled. And this is what Google said the most important thing is in life. These may identify with you, you may have something else. So the most important thing can be health, it can be family, it can be friends, it can be love, it can be purpose, it can be passion, it can be wellness, it can be education, it can be time, it can be water, it can be food, and it can be sleep. And then I clicked on the second listing, which said, actually, no, it's determination. The most important thing is gratitude, being thankful. The most important thing is entertainment. We do all love to be entertained, really, don't we? Or the most important thing is power, or the most important thing is a smile. Who loves a smile? Everyone loves a smile. And uh, one final one, all the, this is the thinker's list. Thinker said, well, the most important thing is to be the best version of me that I can be. Or the most important thing is to chase dreams. And the most important thing is not to live your life through someone else's lens. But what is the most important thing for you? We're going to come back to it a little bit later in the service. And can I just say, I read an article, uh, I think it was last night, just to confirm, chocolate is good for you. 
So yeah, that's honestly, they said it's actually, it is good for your brain now. So I'm obviously suffering a lot. So I need to eat a lot more chocolate, Mrs. Gray. Okay. And uh, so chocolate is important, but it's not top of my list. But what is top of your list? And we're going to have a worship song. Uh, we're going to sing it together again. But think about this. What is the most important thing for you? Is anything on this list or is it something different? You know what to do by now. Jot it down for the guys in the room here. You can tell us. You can make your comments on Zoom, on Facebook, on YouTube. What is the most important thing for you? Don't tell me why. Just tell me what it is. But let's worship together. And we're going to have the song at your name. Bless you.
you there's no one like our God we will sing we will sing there's no one like our God we will praise you praise you there's no one like our God we will sing we will sing there's no one like our God we will praise you brilliant being here in church today because it was just like being back in Sunday school. So the most important thing, so in church today we had being loved by God, that God loves us, knowing that God loves us and having a very enthusiastic child in a heart, child, Jesus is the most important thing, just like Sunday school. Then to Peppa Pig, for all the parents that have got little toddlers, Peppa Pig is by far the most important things to some of these young toddlers. Bit of fun, okay? But our health, being healthy, joy, having joy in our lives, being saved, safe, that feeling of security, knowing that God loves us, knowing that we are a child of God, knowing that God is the answer to all our problems, gives us that sense of safety and security that we need. Relationships with one another, relationships between husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, um, brothers and sisters, children, aunts, uncles, with community and relationship with God, walking with God deeper and deeper. There are so many things and everyone here, it's just for me, just seeing the joy of just everyone being part and knowing that Jesus is the answer. Yeah, thank you for that, Shan. We'll come back to that in just a moment, but uh, right now we have Jude is back with us. Hi, Jude. I'm good. Thank How are you? you what is your most important thing? You didn't shout out Jesus. There's I something didn't wrong shout with you. out Jesus, but I would say 100%, and I know it's a Sunday school answer, but it is just being with God. Everything else comes from there. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's lovely to have you with us, Jude. Thank and you. We'll hand over to you Thank you us. very much. Okay, guys. Well, um, it is it's really lovely to be back with everybody in the church building. And it's so lovely to sing together and have that sense of kind of family and worshipping together this morning. So whether you're with us or not and joining us online or watching it later, just know that we love you. You're so much a part of this family. And um, I would just say that, you know, this week I've, I've really felt, and actually for quite a long time now, what's been on my heart has been um, just that God is such the perfect antidote to fear. 
And um, I think I can't at the moment escape reading Psalm 27 over and over and over again in my Bible. I'm coming back to it and back to it. There's a fantastic worship song that I can't stop listening to by Jonathan Helser. And it's one of those ones that he sort of just um, spontaneous worship in his own living room. And it's on YouTube and it's amazing. And it's based on, funnily enough, Psalm 27. So I listen to Psalm 27 as a song. I'm reading it all the time. And obviously that's going to have to rub off somehow. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to, form prayers or just kind of actually read part of the psalm out to you today and um, and just kind of yeah really kind of dig into that because I feel like it's such a message for this time for this season and for now so the psalm starts with some of the best words I love them the Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way he's the source of my salvation to defend me every day I fear no one I'll never turn back and run from you, Lord. Surround and protect me. When evil ones come to destroy me, they will be the ones who turn back. My heart will not be afraid, even if an army rises to attack. I know that you are there for me, so I will not be shaken. And in my Bible, this psalm is kind of subtitled, Fearless Faith. And you can be like, yeah, okay, it's the psalm of David. You know, he was a great king and a warrior and he'd fought Goliath. But this psalm was written before he did any of that. When he was just like us, you know, a forgotten person out in the fields feeling like his mother and father had abandoned him. And it says that in this psalm. But he focuses his entire attention on God. And later on in the psalm, it's that beautiful bit that we all know where he says, there is one thing I ask, one thing I seek to spend my time in the house of the Lord. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. And he just wants to be with God. So he is the, he's found the answer to his own fears, which were very huge for him as a young man at that time. And he hadn't even met Goliath yet at this point. So he knew his antidote to fear was to focus on God. But fear is such a loud voice and it clamours for your attention, much like the news does. And if you watch the news and if you hear general chit-chat on the street and your colleagues at work, a lot of what people are talking is negative, which makes the things like that fabulous tennis player, Emmy Raducanu, just stand out because of her courage and her faith. And it's a bit like that at this time. I feel that for all of us, our focus just needs to be on God and we can't really look anywhere else because everything else might, if we look inwards, that leads to depression. If we look outwards at the world, that can lead to despair. But if we look at God, he is our delight, he is our joy, he is our strength, he is our song. And the psalm kind of goes on right to the end, just kind of declaring, you know, don't let my enemies get to me, God. I choose to trust and believe that you are bigger, that you are stronger and that you are great. And he sums up with this lovely summary at the end, David does, and he says, here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. And I'm kind of trying to take that and I say that to myself every day. Um, at the moment I just feel like I need to that for this season that's what I need to do to remind myself I will not give up I will not be impatient I want to be entwined as one with the Lord and everything else sorts itself out from that place 
So that's my prayer for us today. So if you just join your hearts with mine in prayer, that's what I'm going to just pray and pray that God releases in every heart and in every mind right now today, that sure knowledge, that fearless faith. And please, 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 if you feel fearful, don't feel that this message can't be for you because faith is not the absence of fear. It's the choice to believe in God despite the fear. And then the fear goes away because you've replaced it with something else. You've replaced it with the fact that reminder that God is good, that he's for you, that he's got you. And there is nothing that is bigger than him. Nothing. No bank statement, no bill, no job, no situation, no difficult family situation, no problem, no ill health, nothing that can be bigger than God when you start to choose to focus on him. And it has been such a blessing to me to kind of think like that at this time. So just pray the release of that blessing to you now. So Father God, we just want to ask that you would be for us, that we would know it in a way that we have never known it before, that we would find that fearless faith that just squashes the fear when it rises up within us. Father God, help us to not give up. Help us to not be impatient. Help us to learn those lessons, Father God, in this time of of waiting for things that perhaps we haven't seen answered yet uh, and waiting on things to come to pass. Help us to stay entwined as one with you, Lord. Help us to have the same heart as you, the same mind as you, and the same purpose as you. Help us to see with your eyes in this time, entwined as one with you. Father God, help us to find bravery and courage uh, and help us to never lose hope because our hope is in you and in nothing else. Father God, help us to keep on waiting and help us to know in the waiting that you will never disappoint us. And we just make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So I would just like to now sort of uh, kick this back to Steve and um, just uh, with the second part of the Upside Down Kingdom. So over to you, Steve. Okay, so back to the most important thing. Thank you, Jude, for uh, praying with us. Um, but back to the most important thing. And you've heard you have your own lists. But would it surprise you that uh, Jesus was asked the very same thing? Actually, got me wondering, just as I was thinking just a moment ago, if you had a one-to-one with Jesus, what would be the question that you would ask him? What would you say, this is the most important thing for me? But actually, the question was, um, there's this conversation that was going on. Jesus, when he traveled through from village to village, from town to town, he always had conversations. And there was a man almost watching from the side, and he's having a, just watching what is going on with the scene Jesus is talking with people. And then he steps in. And he begins to ask Jesus and he says, what is the most important thing? We're going to read it in just a moment. But just to give you a little bit of context, at the time that Jesus was, um, was walking through in the New Testament times, there was lots of important things. And the audience that Jesus was talking to, there wasn't just one or two important things. There was over 600 important things. You and I would probably call them rules. Now, I know some of us struggle with one or two rules, like keeping our masks on in shops and washing your hands, etc., etc. But these guys were following 613 rules. So when someone steps in and says, what's the most important thing? For sure, what Jesus is about to say is going to be a good one. Let's just read the passage together. It's found in Mark's Gospel. It's actually found in Matthew and Luke as well. But we're going to read it from Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, reading from verse 28. Shan. One of the teachers of the law came and heard Jesus arguing with the Sadducees. Seeing that Jesus gave good answers to their questions, he asked Jesus, which of the commandments is the most important? Jesus answered, the most important commandment is this, 
Listen, people of Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. The second command is this, love your neighbor as you, as you love yourself. There are no commands more important than these. The man answered, that was a good answer, teacher. You were right when you said God is the only Lord and there is no other God beside him. One must love God with all his heart, all his mind, all his strength, and one must love his neighbour as he loves himself. These commands are more important than all the animal sacrifices we offer to God. When Jesus saw that the man answered him wisely, Jesus said to him, you are close to the kingdom of God. And after that, no one was brave enough to ask Jesus any more questions. Mm, indeed, I find that interesting. So a little bit of context again. The man who was asking Jesus the question was actually sent there to trip him up. Because in a time where everything was very legalistic and there was roughly 613 rules, when someone asks you which is the most important, for sure someone is going to disagree with you. So this man was actually, he was almost like a lawyer and he was sent in to trip Jesus up in the situation. So whatever Jesus is about to say is going to be very, very important. But what he does is he gets to, to the root of the very problem. You see, back then, with 613 rules and even today, have you ever heard the expression, you can't see the woods for the tree or you can't see the forest for the tree? We are surrounded by minor things. And even in Jesus' time, 613 rules, pick your best one out of that. There was lots and lots of very, very small things. But Jesus is about to get to the crux of the issue, the root of the problem. So in a world where rules are plenty, Jesus is about to say something very, very important. So what does he say? Easy. He says, love your God. All right, it's one of the most important things. He just doesn't say love God. He says, love your God, assuming that you are actually someone who is interested in God. He is yours. That is something that deserves a, an amen anytime. God is your God. He's not someone else's God. He is your God and someone that you can look after. Love God with your heart, love God with your soul, and love God with your strength. And he takes those from Deuteronomy chapter 6 in the Old Testament. And then he goes on and says, and love your neighbor as yourself. And that comes from Leviticus. So what Jesus says is quite easy really, isn't it? Is it? Well, one of the issues they would have had then was they compared everything to rules. One of the issues that we have today, when we say love God, every way that we love, we're doing it by comparison of how someone else loves. You see, the way that you might love and the way that I might love may be different. And the problem back then, as is the problem now, is churches and religious institutions, we are built up and bound up in our rules and our strategies of reaching people that actually says, no, the way that you love God is to do this, this, and this. Where actually Jesus cuts right down and he says, it's not about the rules, it's about your God. Love your God. Love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. Now, out of interest, if you ever look at the Ten Commandments, the first three commandments are love God. The next seven are to do with loving your neighbor and loving yourself. So, the most important thing. What was yours? What was the top of your list? Was it family? Was it friends? Was it your job? Was it money? Was it health? Health is usually a very, very good one. But Jesus actually says, no, the most important thing is to love your God. And not in an inferior way. So when Jesus says to do it wholeheartedly, it means don't put a half-hearted attempt into it. Now, I'm not sure about you, but sometimes 
I'll, have, I'll hold my hands up and I can be guilty of having a half-hearted attempt at serving God. But Jesus says, no, love God with your whole heart. No half-heartedness here. So the heart is the seat of your emotions, yes? Your heart easily gets broken because it's the seat of your emotions. But then Jesus also says, love God with all your soul. Your soul is the center of your personality. Did you know that? It's the unique you. It's the center of your personality. In other words, Jesus is saying, love God with your heart, your emotions. Love God with your soul. Put some effort into it, all right, with everything that you have about you. And finally, he says, love God with all your strength, or some translations put it with all your mind. In other words, with everything that is about you, it's your affection. Are you an affectionate person when it comes to love? Well, God's saying, in this case, up the ante, put, put every effort into it. Put your soul into it, everything that is about you, but put your heart into it. In other words, do absolutely everything that you can to love God. That is the most important thing. Now, you look at it and you think, okay, does that mean, what about my family? Does that mean, where does that fit in? But we're going to talk about that next week when God says, love your neighbor and love yourself. But at the moment, the most important thing is to love God. So my question to you, my upside down question, remember when Jesus was talking to this man, the man then replied, he was going to trip Jesus up. The man then replied, do you know what, Jesus? That's a blimmin' good answer, that is. You know, hats off to you. That's a really, really good answer. And Jesus said to him, do you know you are not far from the kingdom of God? He wasn't quite there, but you're not far from the kingdom. So, everyone here, everyone on Zoom, on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever way you're watching, what would you need to do to wholeheartedly set your affection, your strength, to set your abilities, your soul, and to set your heart totally on God because that's what Jesus says is the most important thing I'll leave that one up to you thank you do you know what listening to that you just sitting there going what do you need to do as we listen to our next song God I look to you rather than perhaps writing in with everything why don't you just take those words what do you need to do to reset and have God center, God there, full of your mind, full in your, with your strength, with your passion. So as we worship, as you listen to the next song, God, I look to you, maybe that is the time to actually refocus and reset for the kingdom of God and putting God right front and center in your life. So God, I look to you.
Thank you uh, for listening, or for, for worshipping that. What a beautiful song. I just want to, to encourage you, again, with the most important thing that they asked Jesus. What he quoted was what was called the Shema. And you will find in a lot of Jewish families, they will inscribe it and they will place it above the lentil of the door. So the last thing they do before they exit the house is they touch it and they say, I'm walking out into the world, but God is the most important thing. And that can be really, really difficult. Uh, just to encourage, I was reading a story of a pastor and, and he was just saying he was the whole rat race of everything that was going on, including church, he just had enough of it. So he decided to spend some time at a monastery and he got to the door of the monastery and there was a box and in the box he had to put everything that he owned because there was one sign above the door and it said, God alone. So he went in without his phone, he went in without his laptop, he went in without his wallet, he went in without everything. He simply devoted himself to going in and spending time with God. So what would you need to do to spend time with God on your own? What do you need to reset, as Shan was saying? What do you need to do to make God the most important thing? Yeah, you know, I know for me, I often have very, very vivid dreams, when, certainly when I'm anxious, and that can give me a disturbed night's sleep. And so I need to reset and say, God's in control. God's in control of my fears. God is in control of situations that I have not got control of. And having that faith and having that steadfast hope, knowing that that is true and it is a truth, a universal truth that God is with us. Um, before we close and everything else, I've got some very nice, exciting news. Here in our church on Sunday, October the 3rd, we are having a big, grand get-together. We are having a meal. And those of you that are in the local vicinity and would like to come and join us on the 3rd of October, we would love you to come and join with us for a lovely meal with us. 
to have community with us, to have friends, to have friendship, to talk about God, to talk about your lives, to talk about what has been going on and how God has been loving you through this time. And we would like to open up our church, open up our arms and our community so you can actually come and meet us. For those of you that want to, it is open on the 3rd of October on a Sunday. Mm. Okay, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, just to remind you, as of next week, I do love your neighbor as yourself. We are built for community. We are hugely built for community. We do okay on our own, but we're not at our best when we're on our own. So we are built to be with people. So we'll look at that next week. Folks, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you with mm-hmm. us. Thank you, Jude. Thank you. And thank you, Shan. Thank you to the guys on the desk, Joel and Aoife who are on the desk, and the guys who are in here. We're going to pray with you in just a moment, so don't rush off. Um, but for everyone watching on Zoom and on Facebook and YouTube, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you with us. And we shall see you all next week. Yep. God Bye. bless you.